0: Welcome to Getting My Cheese Back on My Cracker. I am Ashley Nicole.
1: And I'm Paige Benjamin of Travels.
0: Thank you for joining us today as we have another great discussion on different aspects of mental health in our community coming right up after
2: work from our sponsors.
0: Hey, it's Ashley Nicole. I appreciate y'all for listening, and hopefully, you're all getting, keeping your cheeses on your crackers. I'm dropping in on this episode to give you some goodies. Have you been wanting to get into the podcast game and don't know where to start? I got you, I have answers. If you haven't already heard about Anchor by Spotify, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor has everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Let me say it again, um, in case you missed it. Everything that you need to make a podcast is conveniently in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Free 99. Zero dollars, zero dollars So, go ahead Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started now. I can't wait to listen to your podcast too.
1: During this conversation, we see churches are adapting more virtual services, right? And providing more service for fellows, more programs for fellowships within the congregation. Are, are there any plans to, that, that you know of um, that's being made to appeal to the millennials? Right, just to bring them back into the church. From a mental health perspective, how do we feel that we can bring both? A, we can bring a balance to both religion and mental health.
3: Mm, I think that okay. I will kind of dissect that. Um, the first half of the of the statement, uh, you are correct. You know, just the way uh, with the pandemic, everything the world has shifted. A uh, church is not traditional in the means that many of us have known it. Uh, we're adapting a new theology of virtual church and church at home uh, now. And I'll say this even now scripturally that that's that's the original state. Uh, the church wasn't in these uh, edifices in these large buildings. They were they in Acts two. They it said they met from house to house. So church was small groups and homes. Uh, home church was church. Um, so. Uh, we're kind of going back to that now and uh, I think honestly it that is a, a means to reach uh, millennials and and to I think that is a tool because we live on our iPhones and our androids. we live on iPads and all this this technology. Uh, so for those who were reluctant to come into the brick and mortar uh, through the, rig, the the local church doors, they're peeping in now. You know, yeah. and, and it's,
1: it's, it's what they call now bedside Baptist, right? That's right. So,
3: <laughs> it's real bedside Baptist. And, um, you know, those who are kind of apprehensive about where they receive me and accept me for who I am and how I dress and, and for, for who I am, they don't have that barrier, you know? So um, it's kind of like, even if the church wasn't ready for it, the world has shifted us to, in such a way that now we, we can meet, we can meet uh, and reach the millennials wherever they are. Um, I feel like that is a piece. And then the the, the second part of, of your statement, the second part was more on the
1: um finding a balance between religion and mental health.
3: Hmm, finding the balance. Um, I don't know if you could balance it where it's even. I think you just have to kind of get it a rhythm where it's in the in the fabric of who we are as a church, instead of looking at for a balance. It just needs to be interwoven into the fabric. When I look at just the churches as a whole, you could probably survey maybe 10 churches and maybe one or two of them have a counseling ministry, a active and vibrant ministry where people can go to for counseling. Most churches are having to refer out to other churches for any type of therapeutic uh, counseling, um, which you know that 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 says something there. Um, that every ministry is not equipped for this type of mental health work. Well, we have active counselors, so then you see the the pastor having to become, you know, a psychologist for his for his membership for mental health issues when that's not his training. His training is in you know, theology is in hermeneutics and homiletics. Uh, he's not equipped with the same arsenal as a psychiatrist um, or, a, you know, a psychologist. Um, so I think that um, we, in order to get that balance and that rhythm, we're gonna have to be open to adopting that and making that a staple. You know, you know we can put a staple on singing and worship and we make sure those things are present it, but it needs to be a staple just like those things so that we can really give a holistic approach to healing um, for spiritual and mental at the same time.
2: Good, I love that. Um, I, I think one of the ways that the church can can make a plan to that is to bring those people to the table. Like my therapist is a Christian therapist, you know, so there, there are people, there are ther- licensed therapists who believe the word of God, and that's how they operate their business and, and partnering with these people and bringing them to the table so that we can understand how they do both you know work together. When we look at Psalms and we look at David, you can't deny David that David had some form of depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. right? So to be able to also when we talk about how you, how you speak about the word of God, like those are, those are things that, that millennials need to hear. That these people that we speak about in the Bible and in Jesus all have gone through the same things that I'm going through. Like I'm not, I'm not somewhat now outside of the word of God, because I'm dealing with this mental illness. Um, So bringing those people to the table and, and connecting with them and and like Terrell said, having those ministries is is really, really important. Or even if you just have some counseling service that you do refer to, it's just one, right? We partner with this one counselor or something like that. And, and as Terrell pointed that the pastor is now the therapist, I always think of how, you know, as a community, we think we, we have such a disrespect for therapy because we think our friends can be our therapists. Mm. You know and it's such a disrespect for to the practice and to the the things that these professionals do that we think that we can do it ourselves so really um really understanding you know what therapists do and and that there are christian therapists out there who um are not only giving you the word of god but they're giving you those practical tools and they're listening and they're you know doing these things and these are These are people that God handpicked for us. You know, Mm. if we can bring them to the table, because you can't make plans for millennials and millennials are not at the table. I'm making plans for millennials. (laughs) You're not (laughs) bringing
4: them to the table. That's it. I, I have to weigh in on that. That is major, that you must be at, your voice must be there. You know, you know exactly what it's going to take and to leave you out and not to have you, um, you know, on the platform—that's just it. It can't be done. But number one, the um, the church must keep it at the top of their agenda. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking about this now. But you know, if it doesn't stay on the agenda and it moves down to you know number ten, then we're right back where we were before. You know, we'll be talking about it again. You know, and again. You know, and and then millennials, you'll just go on and do whatever you know your um, your brilliant intellectual minds tell you to move on to that's what you'll do you know there's no shame in your game and you'll just keep it moving you know the ones who are anchored like I, Queen, I I I commend you because I, I can see you are you are totally anchored you know you are totally anchored you know you, you you know how to weigh it you know how to look at it you know how to observe it and you know how to you know just dis- dissect it, dismantle it, you know how to, you know, kind of bring it together, but yet you still need a lot of help. You need the people that are on top, you know, to stay on top, to let you come in, give you the platform, you know, give you the resources that you need to make that happen and to, you know, support you. It's one thing to give it to you. And say, okay, you go and you handle it. No. And it's another thing for us to be in there supporting you, being your backbone, you know, mm. and being the wisdom that you need to go forward. And that is the thing that I I feel that I'm struggling with, with my colleagues. You know, there are many of many of my colleagues, most of my colleagues are in a traditional church. I I don't have, I know there are other people out there doing what I'm doing. It's just that God hasn't connected me with them but I know this is my time. I know I have to get out. Of, I call it the red carpet. I keep mm. telling my bishop. I'm like, Bishop, he's like, yes, I got to go in the red carpet and I got to get some red bottoms, right? He said, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we just put out the red bottoms. You know, that's what I got to do. I'll do it, you know? And so Paige, I, I must commend Paige on this because Paige has effortlessly, effortlessly worked with his pastor and brought his cameras here, put me on. And I'm like, no, no, you can't do it, Paige. You can't do it. So Paige has not given up on me and I am not gonna give up. But I know he was handpicked for such a time as this that we can now move forward because more than any time ever in, in line with what's going on in the world, whatever you know, the next four years is going to bring for us, either way, we still have to stay at the grassroots of what it is that you millennials need to do mm-hmm. to move forward and the support that you need. So i I might be a one woman band right now, but I know I got I got one two three four I got four right <laughs> now. That's right. And that's with me. And we're going to do this, you know. Paige always tells me you got to you know think little, you know think small. I'm like okay, here we go. Here I am, Paige. So
1: so right. I'm glad you I'm glad you bring this up. So, um and you know un, unbeknownst because of your traditional training, right? Um you know, there is this fear of the technology, right? Um, there is, you know, to, you guys have no, I had to hijack her computer in order for her to be on this show today, right? And so understand this is a huge feat for me, right? Um, but with that being said, um, I want to kind of revisit something Terrell mentioned is we're in a time of COVID,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And one of the things that we know COVID has done is giving people time to think and ponder and reflect, Mm -hmm. right? We're seeing pastors hop on TikTok. We're -hmm. seeing pastors hop on Instagram. We're seeing, I mean, let's let's be honest. Some of those that are kind of in tune with the frequency of the young ones, they're trying to meet them somewhere, you know, trying to be that cool pastor doing all the, New challenges on TikTok, right? But I mentioned that to say this is, if not any other time, Ooh. the best time to reach out to millennials, yeah. to bring them into the fold, not necessarily as a, well, we want to bring you into just the technology side of things, right? No, let's bring the music, the creativity, the dance, the, the, um, being mentors or being influences for other youth, other people within the generation to, you know, evangelize in a modern way, mm-hmm. right? Because what's happening is of evangelizing in, it's the word evangelist has been taken out of the church to the point where you can be a Microsoft evangelist. Mm-hmm. You could be a Google evangelist. Mm-hmm. And they found the power in the word to use it to sell their products. You know what I mean? And what a lot of the churches need to realize is at this point, in this moment of COVID, they need the kids, they need the millennials to work all the technology. Let's, let's spruce up the sermons and add a little bit of, you know, I'm not going to say throw hip hop in there, but throw something relevant that they can say, oh. Huh? Did he just say something about Biggie Smalls? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. there's a reason why Terrell, you got the attention and the praise that you did, right? There are more people out here going like, I suffer from anxiety. I'm, I have like, I'm sweating beads under this shirt right now, right? But the thing is, in order to overcome, you have to just put yourself out there. And right. you putting yourself up there was a form of therapy, not just for yourself, but for others around you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And these churches need to realize like, yo, we have the tools. You know, the, 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 the members that are in the pews have children. These mm-hmm. children are of our age range. These children can be the future of the church if we just know how to, and this is gonna sound really bad, but Rev, cover your ears humble ourselves and <laughs> let them know that we need them. <laughs> yeah. You know what i mean? Um you know humility with n- dignity is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and i think sometimes that may be where the disconnect is is we're not going to humble ourselves to let them know that we need them. They need to know that they need us. True. We're the one driving god to them. But the thing is i don't think a lot of them are Oh, running away from God right there is I think somebody mentioned earlier they're running from the institution of church and mm-hmm. how it's and how it's and how it's conducted and how it's been connected so what are your thoughts and I, I went on a tangent but what are your thoughts on the time of now being the best to lack of a better term recruit the millennials and the 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 gem z's to come back into the church to revitalize what religion means especially in a time like this
2: yeah i was just thinking about that just thinking about everything that we've talked about today the two things that i can take away from it is that they are searching Mm -hmm. right so so the millennials they are searching for something um the church has to be out there where the people are searching in order to be found. Mm. And even when we start thinking about therapy and mental illness, when we think about everything that's going on right now, Mm. outside of COVID, my God, we need therapy. Yes. We We need therapy. So, you know, thinking about how the church can use this opportunity to create programs or to create opportunities to not say, hey, come to my church, but saying, hey, we have this counseling service. We have this service, and it's sponsored by the church, right? And that's that relationship that, man, once, once once you start building that relationship and people start building their relationship not only with the people of the church but with God themselves, then God will move their hearts to come into the building, I think a lot of times we're so focused on getting people in the building as opposed to just meeting them right outside where they are and and us planting and allowing God to water. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, this is the perfect time for for all of these plans and these strategies to to go forth because the people are searching. But are we in a position to be found?
1: Mm -hmm. And and I want to add one more thing. Um, you know, that collection plate could be Cash App, Venmo, hey. PayPal, Zelle. <laughs> I mean, we could keep going, you know what I mean? And millennials may not always carry cash on them, but like, look, if Pastor put the Cash App on the screen, hey, we're going to send that over. Because guess how they're collecting tithes and, and offerings now? Yeah. You know, you have some people traditionally mailing it in, but guess what? They're grandkids of these traditional people they send in that Cash App or yeah. that Zelle or that PayPal. That's yeah, sure.
2: mm-hmm. I know at church they had like you had to take your your ties to the church like they got to drive-through. Wow. I was like, come on, yeah. somebody teach grandma how to. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you gotta get the
4: pastor to get something. <laughs> come on, we can't keep doing this y'all. They See, they have to go out. You know that church for grandma. That's like that was like it's a, a old You know <laughs> that's where they went to party. They. Other than that, they're at home, and then the church was like everything. My auntie and mama, they opened the church, then they closed the church, they had you take all the members home that couldn't get, you know? So yeah. it was their place, that was their their, their home. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, Paige, that it is a good opportunity for um, for the church to be able to reach millennials. Um, The one thing that I'm I'm not so sure how it's going to work, but for all the years that the church has been the church and the people have been the church, you know, um, um, pre-COVID, the purpose was, as they were going to church every Sunday religiously, year after year after year, is for something to be, put into them that they could then be the church and go out so we really shouldn't be having a really big problem right now that all the time they've been in the church that now there should be wherever they go they should be the church you have to be mm-hmm. the church you know god didn't just call the walls for you to just come to the church take your get your entertainment it's supposed to, you were supposed to be there to be edified
0: mm-hmm. and then
4: you know, from that, then you take it out into the world. I mean, the word says that, you know, he he sent many out into the world, but that's not what's been happening. And I, you know, I have done a lot of questioning of, you know, why is it, I I mean, I know that you have to open the churches back up, but again, since we know this is a a problem, this is a, a problem about spreading a disease, Now all that you've gotten, all this time that you've been there, you you need to be using it out in the world. You know, wherever you go, you should be. It it should be all over you. You know. Well, it is with me, and Paige will tell you. Wherever um, I go, every day is a preaching moment for me. Everybody I meet is a—I'm <laughs> preaching something to. Them. I don't care who it is. I don't care how they look. I even start with the little children. Yes, Jesus loves you. You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> you, you got to do what you got to do. And so, yes, I question. Um, I know that is going to be my challenge as part of my research of working with. There's ten churches within the perimeter of Cafe Word um, Bookstore. Cafe Word Bookstore is 400 square feet. And we only use about 200 of it, right, Paige? And so around me is all of every denomination that you can name. And so my challenge is to get out there and and, well, online, I have to go online to them to pose these questions and say, look, we need to come together. You know, we gotta put all things aside. This is a generation that mm. we cannot wait. Like Martin Luther this is the time we cannot wait any longer. This is the appointed time for us to do. And it's an opportunity. This is a uh, opportunity in a lifetime. We may not ever see this opportunity again. So, I'm okay. um, uh, Pastor, I know you got something I, to say. Yeah, I it. agree <laughs> with you.
3: I, I I just keep hearing this is a spiritual wave.
4: Yes. Mm. Um.
3: You know, it's a spiritual wave, kind of like the tsunami in the spiritual realm that's been created. And um, when a wave comes in, the people who had their board and prepared, they ride the wave. They can ride it. Yes. You know? And it is a timing where, Those who have been prepared can go ahead and ride this wave and reach this generation. Um, And we'll reach them by meeting needs. I think that that kind of, I want to answer the question in that way. We can reach millennials in this timing, this ripe season, because people are more open and amped to the gospel when there's trouble and transition. And we're in two, both of those T's are active right now. Um, So they're open and looking. If we meet needs, especially mental health needs, we won't have to have a problem with trying to find out how do we get the millennials back into the church. We just meet their needs. So what are the needs right now? If people are struggling with um, you know, mental health issues, domestic violence is on the rise right now, because people have been quarantined and they're on top of each other. and they're, you know, Just find different ways where we can say, hey, look, we can offer this. This could be a help to you um, and share it with someone who it could be a blessing with. And now they're like, hey, look, they helped me with, you know, this, this thing, this and that, you know, or this, this church over here, they were, you know, doing webinars on how to cope with, you know, anxiety or how to cope with depression in the quarantine, just different things like that to meet the need and fill the gap. And then by, you know, just by planting those seeds, they're going to naturally want to come and say, hey, look, I want to come and check them out on a Sunday because on a Wednesday, they had something for me, and it fed me, you know, and and it and it was a benefit to me, to
1: me. And I, I like that idea, you know. Um, and once again, who's gonna manage the webinar, right? <laughs> um, I, mean, I mean, you know, who, who's gonna manage the webinar? Who's gonna make sure, you know, Pastor doesn't have a Teddy Riley experience, right? Um, you know, uh, you know. Uh, the deacon's going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. This sounds good on my end. <laughs> but um, this was, and once again, this was definitely a amazing conversation. Um, I appreciate you all contributing. Reverend Sheila, thank you for allowing me to bend your arm to force you on here. Because I know us millennials are, are persistent. And you know what? Everybody on here are thankful for having you on here. I don't want to speak for everybody, but I'm going to speak for everybody. Uh,
4: (laughs) I'm thankful for being here because now, like you all, I had anxiety (laughs) and I had a depression about being on here. And um, I am grateful, but I must say the Holy Ghost worked in concert with you guys. So the Holy Ghost handled it this morning, handled what I needed to do, Handled Paige calling me at six o'clock in the morning. And so um, my obedience and pastor, you know, obedience is so much better than sacrifice. You hear all of these little, you know, jargons, but um, when I saw that, when I saw it was Paige, I then understood that it was time. And so I'm grateful to have been here. And so now my fears have now been settled.
0: Awesome. I'm so glad to have all of y'all here Um, before we wrap it up. I do wanna just um, touch on um, if any of you have anything coming up, um, where can we find you and what's going on? Hmm. Well,
1: I'm gonna talk, oh, go ahead. Go
2: ahead. Um, so I am launching out my yoga company pre-COVID. I had a whole launch party set, but COVID is a hater and I have to cancel <laughs> that. So I am, um, you know, relaunching my yoga company, which is called Sacred Spaces. So my website is sacredspacesyogahtx.com and Instagram is sacredspacesyoga. Um, you can find that. I do blogs. I just dropped a blog uh, today about Jesus and yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to be soon working on a blog about uh, depression. So yeah, definitely check me out there. And I will be having offerings um, coming up and workshops and things just to um, introduce yoga. My, my, my demographic that I'm, I believe God led me to as far as yoga is the African-American church. I think that we um, we shy away from yoga, right? Of course, um, but God has really used this practice um, to not necessarily heal me, but but definitely use use this practice to help me manage uh, my depression, and it's it's a beautiful practice. So that's what I will be offering.
3: Um, well, okay. I'll say uh, I am working on something that is right now in pre-launch. It is behind the scenes. So I'm not gonna release the name at this time, but I am working with um, some uh, professional clinicians around the US, um, certified therapists, clinicians. um, And we are working on an association that I am over the heels excited about. Um, It's a Kingdom Mental Health Association that we're putting a network together. Um, so it's going to, it's going to be grand. Uh, we'll be doing some mental health work when there comes to crisis. Um, you know, like when the Red Cross is on the scene for crisis, they meet the physical needs. They meet the food needs, shelter. But those people are left with a trauma and a mental health issue that is not being treated by Red Cross. And We're putting something together where when there's crisis, we'll be deploying mental health ambassadors Uh, on the scene for crisis and to do therapy work and mental health work alongside those people who've been through crisis and trauma. Um, So it is formative right now. I'm a founder. I'll be on the board and uh, we'll be launching this uh, in a big way in January. Um, So it's an association for Kingdom Mental Health Ambassadors. So you all can uh, find more information about that. You can follow me on Instagram at Terrell D. Fears on Instagram and Terrell Fears on Facebook, um, and uh, you'll hear more about the Kingdom Mental Health Association coming January 2021.
1: So, Ashley, it sounds like we got a new uh, podcast partner here That's right. um, going into the new year. So, you know, be ready. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna reach out. <laughs> I'll be looking out. It's mental health work. I'm ready for it. You know. <laughs> And Rev, what what do you have going on, Rev?
4: Friday night at the mic, open mic, <laughs> spoken word, poetry, praise and worship, which you are looking at the person who will be spearheading it for Cafe Word um, Ministries, and and uh, as as well as um, music is a major part of my ministry. It is the foundation. In which is laid and bringing sacred and secular music together so that we can bridge the gap because music is the love language and so um that will be launched paige will give you the date that that will happen i'm not going to give a date i'm going to leave it up to paige and i will be Humble. What was the, did you say? That was the word. Humility humble. with dignity. Yes. <laughs> humble myself with dignity. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be on the mic live, and um, I am so excited about that now. And you'll be able to follow us live on Instagram, right, page Instagram, Facebook,
1: YouTube. We're gonna we're gonna make it all work out.
4: Work out. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait,
0: and I can't wait for the um live series that paige is obviously gonna set up so that you can speak to us and preach us now that you got this live zoom uh experience taken care of it's been so great um having y'all i love this conversation and that's all we got for y'all thank y'all so much for coming
4: thanks for having
3: me thanks for having us